Good evening, gorgeous people. I'm Aaron Ryan, and welcome to the Big Brother After Show eviction interview. Tonight, it was the end of the road for Gabby. Well, she was the title. Uh, she had the title of floater at the start of the season, but she really grew into her own, showing a gorgeous personality and a surefire threat, making it to the top eight. Gabby, thank you for joining me tonight. Ah, thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Awesome. Well. Lots of drama in the show, and as a viewer, you usually can can guess who is gunning for who and who is likely to be put up. You were just bubbling along, and your name never seemed to come up at all, and then it came up, and then bang, you're gone. Were, were you as surprised as the viewers to be up and gone, or did you see it coming? No, absolutely. Uh, it was Big Brother as much as it's a, a strategic game. It does come down to a little bit of luck. So obviously in the way that I'm nominated to be picking out of five people, mm. as well as having one person swapped out, it was kind of, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you're not. So I was surprised. I generally thought that I had the absolute ability to stay, but Big Brother is full of turns and twists, as you're obviously aware and the audience is aware. But no, it was very much like that. I wanted to play a game of not being dangerous until I needed to be. And as soon as I started to get a little bit dangerous, I definitely got put up for noms. I mean, you obviously would have preferred to to win the second chance challenge, but but surely as a second option, you would have preferred Brenton to win. Is, is it fair to say that you would have had more chance against Estelle than Brenton? Just meaning that Tim seemed to be gunning for Estelle, so you might have had a better chance. Yeah, as much as at the time I thought having Estelle in the game with me was better. So if we both could have survived, I thought that was better for my game. But in the chairs, I just knew how many people wanted Estelle to go home in comparison to me. So I kind of was hoping in a way that Brenton would win for my own safety. But again, I kind of thought, oh, if Estelle wins, I'll be safe anyway. So to me, it kind of felt like a win-win situation, which obviously <laughs> it wasn't. But no, at the time I felt pretty safe either way. I was thinking once you and um, had and, and Brenton were like it was you and Brenton and perhaps you probably were in trouble. And but then I thought, hang on, maybe with Tim, Reggie, and Estelle voting for you, there might be a deadlock, and Tim would pick you. I mean, was yeah. that a possibility, or or did, or did you think your number, you know, was up when? Did you actually think you had a chance with with um with Brenton there? Yeah, so I genuinely did, which it kind of seems really silly now, but I had voted with the OGs for so long, so loyalty was definitely there. So to kind of have Reggie and Estelle turn against me after keeping so many of their friends in the game for so long, yeah, that that one definitely cut a little bit deep. But I, I knew that if I managed to get a draw with Tim, I, I knew in my heart that Tim would save me, so that's all I kind of wanted. So... A part of me believed that the OGs were going to have my back because they preach about heart playing and loyalty and how it's so important. And I had shown all those qualities. So to then kind of it not matter in the end, it, it, it was it was hard. You probably haven't seen your actual eviction interview uh, uh, episode, sorry. Uh, in, no. the in the diary room, um, though, when Alicia went to uh, vote, which you'll see, she actually like full on totally broke down and said this was the hardest decision ever. Now, I know we, we get a very edited version, but it seemed that you were on the OG alliance um, and Brenton was with Alicia. So it seemed pretty simple to me that she would go, you know, easily vote for, for, for um, to get rid of yeah. you and keep Brenton. But there was, 
I mean, but she was full on crying. Were there some scenes that with you guys where you were much closer than perhaps we saw on the show? I mean, we saw you together sometimes, but she, mm. she was really emotional. Yeah, no, 110%. Uh, another friendship that got missed was Alicia and I's. Um, we walked in being 24 and 22, two young girls in this crazy experience with a lot of similar interests. You gravitate towards those people. And the only divide in our friendship was that we were playing on di different sides of the game. So, no, Alicia and I were extremely close, extremely close in the house. Um, so that's why it was such a tough decision for her because it was her alliance or a friendship. And I mean, that's the new version of this game. It's not as social experiment kind of focused. It's borderline glamorous survivor is what I call it, mm. um, where you have to kind of be torn between, do I keep my friend in this house? We've had nearly 50 something days together or do I keep somebody from my alliance? So it does make sense why she is so torn. So what else can you tell me about what we didn't see on Big Brother? Because a lot of the previous housemates had quite a few stories because it's obviously very yeah. edited. What, what can you tell me about what we didn't see? Well, one of probably my most favourite friendship that I've taken away from this experience was the relationship that I had with Trevor. Trevor oh, and I. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And it's what I mean. <laughs> I did this. Exactly. People are so shocked by it. But Trevor and I were extremely close, which is so odd. And even it, it didn't make the cut in the eviction as well. But I sit there and I like I just speak and I'm like, if someone had told me that my best friend in this house was going to be uh, a 48 year old man, I would have laughed. But it was true. Like we just bonded. And I think he saw a lot of his kids in me and I saw a lot of my dad in him. And we just became this little daughter, father daughter duo that the audience would have loved to have seen. But he would hug me after challenges and tell me he's proud of me and that my family would be proud of me. And he was just so funny. And like we even had this stupid little podcast called Gifted the Gab. And he was the <laughs> talent manager. He was the security. He was all of the above. And we had a lot of fun with that. But no, that is even Trevor himself, I feel like didn't get the edit that he deserves. But mm. our friendship was it was really beautiful. Oh, well, another friendship you had in there, and it's just a question about Drew, I guess, to, to clear up. There was a there was a time when Sam thought you had a thing for Drew and then confronted you. I mean, you guys did seem close, and I don't mean in any kind of romantic way. Was it was it just a close bond um between between you and Drew? Yeah. So Drew, again, I feel I was really lucky with having the OGs come back because I'm really close with my family, who are obviously older than me and my big sister. So Drew, we kind of bonded over. It must have been, it was someone's really bad cooking that we laughed about, um, as well as like people just being super strategic at the time. And so we kind of bonded and gravitated towards each other. And we joked that he was like the emo older brother and I was a little golden ray of sunshine, um, younger, daughter, uh, younger sister. So we became really close really quickly. So when Sam kind of said that, it was, it was a, it was a, a bit of a, a setback and obviously I almost was like guilty by association because then I was like, oh, well, now I don't want to be friends with Drew anymore because oh. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. But no, Drew and I, and we're still close to this day. So Drew is literally the big brother that I, I never had. So were you involved or, or how do you not get involved in the whole Drew, Sam, Tully drama? Or was it was there not as much drama like being in the house as we, we saw in an edited version? It, I don't think it was as dramatic as what did come to light don't yeah. get me wrong there were a couple of times where Sam was like oh Tully's around a lot or this or that but I'm like it's a small house 
we are all in each other's pockets. You can't escape anybody. Um, but it would have, I could like, kudos to Tully being in a house with your ex-boyfriend while he's getting with someone else. That would hurt <laughs> anybody. But mm. don't get me wrong, Drew and Tully would fight. Like, uh, they've just been friends for so long. And I guess yeah. like you can take things out on the person you're closest to. So they would have little biffs, but I genuinely believe it's just from how close they have still been over. Like they've been friends for nine years and they've done this before. You can't not be tied to somebody like that as much as it sucks that they kind of had to do their experience together again. But I think it's awesome in the sense of like Tully went in there trying to relive a very different experience than good old Drew when it did the exact same thing he did last time. So <laughs> they both kind of had very different, different experiences this time around. But no, I don't, I never thought that the fights that I ever saw were astronomical, like the yeah. editing has made some seem. At, at the start of the season, you and Lulu were classified as floaters. Um, you guys, though, had a lot of power because alliances needed you um, as like their extra vote. Did you realise how much power you had back then? And and were you actually a floater? I, oh, it's hard to say. I would have, I always wanted to be labelled the term as floater because then no one can put you in a box and people still tell you things. And I, I clicked onto that pretty early on. A lot of people will be like, oh, floater's the easiest game. It's definitely not. I reckon it's one of the hardest to, I guess, even stay for this long. Like, realistically, the only two floaters that are kind of left were myself and Taras. So that's two out of however many kind of started with us. Um, but no, there was, and that's what kind of annoyed me. People would be like, oh, floaters don't do anything. Floaters, and I'm like, I don't know if you've realised, but I'm controlling the game right now, which is a pretty awesome place to be, like to be the deciding vote of who stays and who goes. You're practically handpicking. So... I reckon at the start, I didn't realise how much power I had. And I can remember the time that I did was when Joel came up to me and he was just trying to convince me to get rid of Drew. And he kind of gave me this threat. And I loved my response of being like, well, this sounds like a threat, Joel. And when I realised how scared he kind of was, I was like, this is awesome. I have so much more power than what I realise and I'm going to run with it. So it was good to finally work out that being a floater, you almost have full control over the game for a little while. I love it when someone says something that's the opposite to what we kind of see on TV, like in the sense of you just said about Taras being a floater. I, I never, I mean, I never saw that. He seemed to be completely a newbie, a, a newbie and yeah. completely with... Johnson and JC and, and and that. So was he a floater, was he? I would definitely say Taras is more of a floater. Watching back now, it de like you said, it definitely doesn't seem that way. But he was really close with Estelle throughout the experience. Him and Dave made a deal very early on to never put a point on each other. Uh, and I think when you're doing little things like that, it would make you a floater. If you're not a newbie till you die and you're not an OG till you die, then I kind of think that makes you a middle player. Yeah. Hey, that secret challenge uh, earlier in the season where you had to, you know, pop all those balloons. I mean, did you did you enjoy that? That, that must have been right, really nervous, but that was probably one of the most fun secret challenges I've, I've seen this season. Yeah, it was a really lighthearted one. And I guess yeah. we were doing things for the house. It wasn't a selfish task, which made it even more enjoyable. And I can remember like it was really odd. Two people were getting called into the diary room and you get very suspicious in the Big Brother house and very paranoid um, so I was kind of people getting called in and then they go like Drew and Gabby to the diary room. And I was like, oh, awesome. I'm going with like one of my 
my big brother over here. This is going to be brilliant. So we're sitting there and he was just talking and big brother's asking questions and we're like, yeah, yeah, having a good day, having a little bit of a giggle. And he's like, I've got something for you. And Drew and I just looked at each other and we're like, you've got two of the most, not evil, but two of the two. Honestly, they couldn't have picked a perfect two for the challenge that's my obviously personal opinion but a little bit crafty and sneaky but not in a malicious way so I was like this is perfect and I can remember like so many different ways like I was wearing overalls so I'd put a pin through my overall so if I caught it like this (laughs) it would like I we were just thinking there were so many ways that we were trying to do it and as much as I was nervous and then my other tactic was like I'll blame I'll blame others so I was like I think so-and-so is a saboteur and so it was I was such that's probably that would be my highlight of the big brother experience was probably that challenge because it was just so much fun and seeing everybody's face light up once we got out and saw this absolute KFC fiesta like it was as much as it's fun doing secret missions for yourself it's an incredible feeling, especially so early on when we don't have a lot of food and we haven't won house tasks to see everybody just having a good time. It's like the game gets put on pause. It's a very surreal feeling and it's a lot of fun. For sure. Look, I want to ask you, and and this is obviously no disrespect to you because obviously you were a big player making it to the top eight, but there were obviously some very big noisy um, names like Reggie, Tim, Drew, Trevor, and even some of the newbies now like Alicia and Johnson. Um, When you're in the house, do you feel equal and and anyone can win? Or is there some sort of pressure because of the so-called big names? I think it's really hard because I've always been taught, well, A, work smarter, not harder. And I thought in the game, like, just because you're not the loudest player doesn't mean that you're not one of the best. So it was really hard. I felt underestimated a lot in the game and undermined, um, which made it really hard. And it felt like it made me feel like I was like, I'm, I'm trying, like, almost like I'm trying to swim and stay afloat. And I'm like, I'm trying to be a good player. Like I'm trying to be a big player, but people would just be louder than you and make more noise. And then they're labeled as big players where sometimes I've even thought, well, what have you done? Mm. It just is my opinion. I've like looked back, Tim, obviously mega mastermind. I can't fault his game, even Estelle with the J crew. But sometimes with the newbies, I was always like, you're calling yourselves the smartest and the baddest and the biggest, but what have you done? It could be very different, obviously, after the time that I leave, which is really sad. But to me, there wasn't a lot of, yeah, a, a lot of their stuff that made them big, bad players. I was a little bit confused about, which does not to disrespect their game at all. But sometimes it felt as though if you just weren't the biggest, the baddest and the loudest, then you weren't a big game player. Yeah. And anyway, look at them. Some of them were out of the out of the game and you're still you were still there at the top eight. Yeah, so. I mean, look at Joel. Joel was challenge beast. Oh yeah. He was making shots really early. And like I remember in my little um backstory video, I said like I'm not gonna be dangerous until I need to be. Having watched Big Brother, the first thing I knew, because I grew up playing team sports at quite a decent level. So naturally I was a very and still am a very competitive person, but I knew. I was like, if you win challenges, you're out. Yeah. If you if you come off as a threat, you're out. So I was like, like, go Joel, go Lara. You guys are doing amazing. You're beasts, but they're going to want you gone. And as we saw, that's exactly what kind of happened. So it's not always, it's Big Brother has so many different elements and so many different ways to play. 
And just because you're not the loudest, the biggest and the baddest doesn't mean that you aren't a good player. For sure. Uh, look, a quick game of um, choose a housemate, Gabby. I've done this with everyone else. So hey! <laughs> most genuine. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I should be much faster than this. Trevor. Uh, yeah, okay. Trevor exactly where you're putting he would tell you where he's putting his vote he would yeah i would say trevor you know num number two is going to be after you say most genuine is going to be most non-genuine mm. i'm trying to think through all the housemates bro brendan it's brenton it's brenton parks i always go to say brendan i know it's not i would say brenton he came in and obviously watching it back now he was, I thought he was little naive, Brenton, just coming in, never heard of Big Brother, had never heard of this, had never heard of that. And then he was like on it. So yeah, I would say Brenton. All right. The, the most that you would like to to connect with them um, on the, on the outside. Oh, I've said, well, I've, can I, I have like four, can I say all Go of them or not? All of them, all four then. Okay. So I've got the people I still speak to now religiously, Drew, Trev, Tully, Estelle, Tim and Leash, they're, my, they're the people I still speak to. So I'm still connected. Awesome. Um, who's the newbie housemate that you think could go the furthest? Oh, Taras, Taras is cutthroat. Taras is physically strong. Taras is, yeah, Taras is, I reckon, yes. All right, and who would you like to win Big Brother? I would like to, as much as I didn't align that way, I would like to see a newbie win it just because Again, I feel like the OGs got to play the game again. They got the new, the new style. Um, they got to have their another Big Brother experience. But like this was our first time around. We're already on the back foot playing with OGs. Obviously, like for example, Reggie has now been in the Big Brother house over 100 days the first time. We're up to 50 days and more now. She's had 150 days of character building. That's hard to catch up on. Yeah. She's nearly tripled my time. So. <laughs> Um, no, that was, I, I would love to see a newbie take it out for the sake of just to have their first time, to have their first go, to have their first win would be awesome. Yeah. Otherwise my default one is Reg. Like that's, Reg has overcome a lot and it's pretty cool to watch. In the profile um, for the write-up for Big, Big Brother, it says Gabby is willing to use her charisma, charm and devious ways to have the other housemates eating out of the palm of her hands. Is that really you? Um, and did I miss something? Um, I mean, you had a bit of sass and maybe a bit of feistiness, but but that statement's a big call. Or, or yeah. did we not, did we not see the edit? Or no, like again, I don't think I have a devious or malicious bone in my body. Like I can even remember this one time we were doing house noms and someone came up to me and was like, "Oh, who are you voting for?" And I lied, and then I went up to Drew like a little sister, puppy dog eyes, and I was like. I just lied to someone and I feel horrible. And he was like, you'll be right, kid. And I was like, oh, having to come to terms with like the big brother game. But no, like, look, I definitely think I'm a little bit charismatic and I can be awfully charming. But I also just think my mum loves this word, but I just thought I went in there and I was awfully real. Like I was myself and I feel like the OGs kind of resonated with that, which was amazing. Um, my mum's just offered me a juicy cutie. Um, but no, I feel really, I feel that, my authentic self came across. And I guess Big Brother wants you to be a little bit cunning and a little bit evil. And I just, I tried, like I tried, <laughs> but <laughs> I just can't do it. I, I feel like I'm lucky enough that sometimes I'll get away with murder, but my murder's never that bad. I could, I can't, I can't 
I can't lie. If my my favorite saying is if I don't say it, my face does. So I'm like, there's no point anyway. I give everything away, but no, devious is not a word I would describe myself. Well, actually, one of the questions that was asked to you, you answered, um, I think I will be energetic, fun and cheeky housemaid. I'll be the little sister yeah. they, they never knew they needed. Now, that sounds more like you. Yeah. See, that's what I would say was spot on. And it's funny, even looking back now when we were doing some of the backstory interviews and this is where I kind of clicked on to everything. I remember I was doing my jumping on the lounge or something and a producer yelled out and they said, is big brother ready to meet his little sister? And I was just like, bingo, like I'm the youngest. I'm going to be the little sister of the season. Like this is my role, which was really cool. Cause like nobody ever knows what you've been put in the house for. So to kind of hear something that is me, like would have been really bad to hear, like is big brother ready to be lied to by absolutely everybody or something that just wasn't me. But to hear that, like I'm, I'm lucky enough. I grew up in this really big family of, we're, we're not cousins and aunties and uncles by choice, um, by blood, but by choice. So, and I'm the youngest of that. And that has nearly six different families in it. And then I'm the little sister of my family between my, like my older sister and I. So all I wanted to be was just the fun, cheeky little sister. And I'm, I'm hoping, I feel that's what came across. I hope, I hope everyone else kind of saw it that way, but yeah, yeah that I would definitely say that describes me a whole lot better. And a beautiful mum that comes and gives you um, some juice in the middle of an interview. That's lovely. What a beautiful I know, beautiful. bless her. She tapped on my window because I was like, can she not see me? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and so, like, that was really hard going into the experience. You, you kind of saying goodbye to your family and friends, right? But, like, you could be back in four days. So you, you're trying to mentally prepare yourself, but you just don't know when your time is going to be up. So I, as much as I was devastated to leave, knowing I was coming home to my family was, yeah, like I'm very lucky that I had a family in and outside the experience. And um, I understand COVID put your career on hold being a flight attendant and you went to <laughs> retail. What, what are you up to now? Are you back in the sky or what, what, what's, your, what's your plans now um, for the rest of 2022? Uh, yeah, funny, completely. It's taken a completely different turn. So when I stopped flying in must have been 2020 originally when we all got stood down because of the beautiful COVID. Um, I'm not one for sitting still, hence why I ended up on Big Brother. But I went and I studied my diploma of fashion business. Ah. Um, we started doing some digital marketing stuff, realized I loved it. So now I actually work in a creative space. I work as a social media marketing coordinator for the incredible Taria Pitt, if you have heard of her. Um, she was a celebrity, celebrity apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she, and that was really funny as well. So I had got hired after Big Brother and I, I didn't tell them because like you don't want to ever tell your boss you're on reality TV and it was her as well so it's even more terrifying um, and she eventually opened like she's like okay by the way guys like Celebrity Apprentice will be coming out this year I was on it this season and then we were at an event together and I was like I actually have something to tell you as well and she's like what and I was like oh, I finished filming Big Brother in December and she was like oh my goodness and so we ended up obviously airing at the same time and it was a lot of reality TV for a little bit but it, it was a lot of fun to kind of I guess not compare war stories but just talk about I guess the different reality TV shows and the production side of things is because obviously not a lot of people get to experience it so to have my boss and I going through the same thing of being like but what about the edit but what about this or oh my god I'm worried about that I'm worried about this it was it was nice to have somebody that was as incredible as she is going through the exact same thing as me. So, so be, be honest, when Celebrity Apprentice and, and Big Brother was on, which one did you watch first and then which one did you 
catch up on later. I, I had to watch mine first. I, I, I could not not do it because I would get like an influx of DMs or people would be asking me questions. Like I can remember I was out to, I obviously this was at the start of the season, but even when that like when Joel threatened me comment came in, my phone blew up and I was like, I'm gonna have to go watch it like now because people are asking me questions and I don't have the answers because I haven't seen it. And obviously we're not allowed to talk about things that haven't come to air. So I had to, I did have to watch Big Brother first. Sorry, Taria, if you ever listen to this. Um, but no, yeah, Slow Apprentice did come second. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Gabby, yeah. like you were certainly fun and energetic, a secret powerful player um, that made it to the to the top eight. Well done. Yeah. And look yeah. forward to seeing you again in the finale. Yay, you're going to come? Absolutely. Oh, yay, that's so exciting. I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you there. All right, Gabby, thanks for joining me tonight. All right, see you later. That was Gabby 14th evicted from Big Brother 2022. That's it for tonight. Thank you for listening. I'm Aaron Ryan. I'll be back with the 15th eviction very soon. Good night.